Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined as I always am here on Wednesday mornings by Mo DeKeel. Bo, what is going on, buddy? My Rams won the Super Bowl, Jared. I'm doing great, baby. Lifelong fan of four years. Five, maybe. Mo on a Zoom has a Cooper Cup touchdown against the uh, Niners as his background, just to make sure Smith is uh, peeving and losing his mind as he's muted on the show. We're going to dive into the basketball portion of the Daily Ding, though, and start with the Dallas Mavericks beating the Miami Heat 107 to 99 with just a fantastic late third quarter run and holding strong in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, 30 to 19 third quarter for the Mavs, it just kind of sort of. They locked down defensively, Jared. It was really impressive watching the way they sort of continued to rotate, played with high hands, kept everything kind of in front of them, and, and sort of slowed down the the heat where I felt like in the first half, I was like, wow, Miami's going to probably get this thing rolling here. They're looking really great. And then Dallas just had other plans, man. It was it was pretty awesome. And then on the other end, we got a Davis birthday sighting. Yeah, defensive maestro Davis Bertans. I saw you tweeting out him uh, closing out to absolutely nobody earlier in the game. What do you think of Bertans in the Mavs uniform? I mean, look, this is one of those trades we talked about that was kind of weird, and a lot of it was because how poorly Bertans had shot the ball, how poorly he he kind of did everything in Washington, and now you're looking at it going like, if this is the Bertans they get, when 3-7 from 3 had a monster dunk too, it was pretty nice. I knew I was missing something. It wasn't all threes with him, but was doing some stuff, cutting down along the baseline when guys were driving and then kicking it back out. Like, he was doing a bunch of little different... If this is the Bertans they're getting, it's not as bad a deal as everybody thought, because he's just going to be able to space the floor for one Luka Doncic yeah he had 12 points in 13 minutes I love that right at the end of the third quarter as they're making their big turnaround it's him on the leak out wide open for the dunk if you're able to get him doing anything besides hitting three pointers I feel like that's a pretty nice value add there yeah I mean it's it's just good stuff and I thought you know again creating more space for the Mavs it's going to open up the floor quite a bit I think it was one of those things I wasn't quite ready for him to have that kind of night you know, Spencer Dinwiddie still kind of trying to find his bearings a little bit and and get going for the Mavs. So that's going to be a little while coming off the bench for them. But hey, man, like the Mavs are good. And it started more importantly, Jared, on the defensive end. Yeah. So I mean, are they going to be a good defensive team here, considering they just swapped out KP for Dinwiddie and Bertans? Not when those two are on the court, <laughs> but their starting five has proven to be pretty solid defensively. You know, um, I know they don't have Tim Hardaway Jr., so it hurts a little bit. But overall, like their effort and the stuff that Jason Kidd has them going on the defensive end, it's pretty impressive. And I think it's it's something that they can kind of hold on to. And if they can find some sort of semi-balance of offense on the other end and, and improve there, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Meanwhile, over on the Miami side, they were moving the ball so well early in the game. And Jimmy Butler, he had a great night. He had 29 points and 10 boards. He went 13 for 14 from the line. You know, we got to see them with most of their rotation out there. I mean, at least Butler, Bam, P.J. Tucker, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry are all out there. What did you think of Miami and just they're trying to contain Luka Doncic and just trying to have that playoff caliber defense? I actually want to take it the other way. I want to go to the offensive side first. Because, you know, first off, there was no Tyler Hero, so that hurt them a little bit, especially in that third quarter when the run was happening. But they only had four assists in the second half. 
They finished with 19 in the game. They did a great job in the first half. The ball was moving. It was flying. They were all over the place. I clipped a few possessions where the ball was, you know, running around. Guys were cutting and making movements and things like that. It all stopped in the second half. Only four assists in that second half. That's a massive problem for them offensively. They're not a team with enough isolation talent to play that way. You're not, they're not going to win a game if they have only four assists in any half. Well, they are back in a tie for first place with the Chicago Bulls. They do have the tiebreaker right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're going to win a lot of games. They've won a lot of games. They're really good, folks, but that's the kind of thing that's a problem. And one more issue I have with them just going forward, I'm very concerned about them in crunch time because, again, they went to, like, the Jimmy Butler isolation down the stretch, and as good as he is, I don't, I just don't look at him as an isolation player, and that's a problem for them. They're going to need to figure out their crunch time offense. He was looking good in the middle of the fourth quarter, and then after he scored at the 350 mark, they only had four points the rest of the game. So, yeah, that's going to be something they have to figure out. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Down in Atlanta, we had a nice upset. The Hawks beat the Cavs 124 to 116. Cavs are tied for third place in the East. The Hawks just holding on in 10th place. They're still in the play-in, and it's games like this that are going to keep them there. Trey Young, uh, he had 41 points, 11 for 13 from the field and nine dimes. Trey Young was awesome. And the way he just kind of picked apart the defense of, of, of the Cavs, he walked into threes, he was doing a great job finding kickaheads, finding guys for opportunities. But Jared, even though he had 41 points, that's not who I want to talk about. The guy I want to talk about only had five points, Clint Capella. He did such a great job kicking it out to the three-point shooters. Again, only a couple of assists, but just that stuff opens up the offense. With him in the short roll, with the way teams are going to play Trey Young and double him, he's able to make those kickout passes. That just really opens up the whole offense for the, the Hawks. And again, this is a team, they moved the ball really well tonight. I was really impressed with how they played. They were doing a good job finding Herter or Gallo over on that second side. What I liked was Capella was getting these deep rolls and he would kind of spin to catch the ball with his back towards the basket deep in the paint and then fling it out to the shooter in the corner. Their ball movement is, it seems like it's gotten a lot better over the past month or so, even though it's so erratic. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is just Trey gets off it quicker, right? When he gives it up quicker, it allows the rest of the guys to play with it a little bit more and find more possessions and and, and and find the other guys. And eventually, it ends up in Trey's hands, and they get a, a wide-open three. Okay, Jared Allen, he's an all-star now. How would you feel about that one? How would you feel about him tonight? Yes, he should be an all-star. <laughs> I thought he had, he had a good enough chance to make it straight away. Listen, here's the thing. For everybody, all the Raptors fans that are pissed off about Siakam, all the Boston fans that are pissed off about Jalen Brown— 
this team deserves to have two star two players in the All-Star game and Jared Allen is right there with them. I think he's just been having an awesome season from day 1 and he deserves to be an All-Star and I have zero qualms with that. Our last game, I don't know if you would call it a game. Yeah, no, it's not a game, okay? We got to, first off, call the cops, man. Like, that was a murder, okay? It was a crime scene investigation. We got to put the yellow tape up. That thing was just hideous. You probably know what we're talking about. It's the Celtics beating the Sixers 135 to 87. Not a surprise because this is coming right after the big trade. Finally, the guy plays after the big trade. Talk about Daniel Tice on the Boston Celtics again. Yeah, no, it's just like he never left. He just rolled right <laughs> into the, the flow. No, it was perfect and needed because with no Robert Williams tonight, it becomes a big issue for the Celtics, right? And, and you know, especially when you're playing a guy like Embiid. But, man, the way those boys played, the two Js, whew, man, that's tough to beat. When they're making shots like that, and it was some incredible shot-making stuff out there tonight, they're very difficult to beat. But defensively, the big guys, give a shout-out to Grant Williams to – Al Horford, you know, Daniel Tice, all doing a pretty solid job on Embiid and to slow up the Sixers. It was a really just, I don't even want to say an impressive performance because it doesn't do it justice, although they killed people on the court with how they played and it's a murder. Really just, damn, Celtics, like you beat them that bad, huh? I mean, what's crazy about this game is that Joel Embiid got to the line 16 times in 26 minutes, and yet it was a complete disaster for the Sixers. Let's start with the Celtics defense. I mean, the Celtics defense, it was a mess early in the year where they were switching everything. They were able to kind of iron things out. They've made some changes to their system over the last couple or over the last month or so. And ever really since they made that last change, they've been the best defense in the league by a pretty wide margin. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. They're roaring up the standings. They're now only three and a half games back of Miami and Chicago in first place when they were they were fighting to get into the play-in just like a month and a half ago, basically. So the turnaround's phenomenal. But what's so shocking about this one is that Marcus Smart goes down with a pretty nasty sprained ankle stepping on Joel Embiid in transition. They're already missing Rob Williams. So their two best defenders are out and they have probably their best defensive performance of the year. Yeah. And first off, before we get into all that, I believe there's a wonderful piece written by a very handsome writer named uh Jared Weiss. He is good looking. On I've the Boston that. Celtics, you know, and 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 that kind of went into all the changes and things that the Boston Celtics went through. So go read it on the athletic.com. See, that's a, that's a great. See, that's you got to sell your stuff, man. Sell your stuff. Listen, man, this is what I pay you for it so that you can do it for me. But you know, even, you pay me, where's the check? It's it's coming in Ethereum eventually. I'll buy you a board ape or something like that. I want crypto, baby, crypto. <laughs> Yeah, Udoka has made a lot of the changes that I have pushed for throughout the year, and it's amazing how they've suddenly gotten better ever since they did that. But this team, they're just, their effort level is, like, I mean, they've been talking a lot lately about how it's always been there and their chemistry's always been there. You know, whatever, maybe that's BS or not, who knows. But they know what they're doing. They really have a clear understanding of how their system's supposed to work. And you're kind of seeing it on, on a nightly basis, like against a team that you're not supposed to switch against, against Joel Embiid. I mean, Embiid did get to the line a ton, but nobody else did anything of note in this game. That might be the game plan, you know, and, and just, hey, we're just going to let Embiid go off, but we're going to lock everybody else down. And they held the Sixers to just 58 points through three quarters. Also, we got to mention their offense scored 101 points in three quarters was pretty nuts right there. It's not just the schemes and everything. It really does feel like the effort levels there. And sometimes that can make up for your defensive mistakes. Somebody makes a bad rotation, but because your guys are scrambling and efforting so hard, 
you can cover that mistake up. And I think that's some of the stuff you're seeing with Boston and just that energy level and everything like that. And it's contagious. And we'll just have to see because losing smart's going to be a big blow, you know, and, and obviously wasn't felt in this game, but I think he might be out for a while, Jared. That was a pretty badly rolled ankle. I'm worried about him and, and we'll have to see how the Celtics deal with that. Yeah, that did not look like a day-to-day injury. He's going to be out probably weeks. They have enough time before the playoffs, so you'd hope that he would be back by then. But what's good for them is they just got Derek White, and Derek White does a lot of the same stuff, and he's been pretty solid so far for them. Well, that will do it for the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show if you haven't for some reason already. I say that every time, which doesn't make sense because you probably already are if you're listening to this. Don't forget to follow Mo on Twitter and myself. I forget our handles, so I won't say them, but just look them up. You'll find us. Brian Smith was the producer. I'm Jared Weiss. He's Mo DeKeel. We'll see you next time on The Daily Day. Ding, ding.